This is Unqualified Parenting. If you're looking for tips on parenting, relationships, self-care, or just need someone to relate to, you've come to the right place. We may be unqualified, but our info is anything but. It's a show full of parenting failures, parenting wins, and some amazing guests. I'm Jen, a full-time bio mom and part-time stepmom. And I'm Cody, a dad who recently remarried and has full custody of his daughter. And we're here to bring you our unique perspectives from our two very different blended families. Hello, Jen. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm... I'm like ready for Christmas and it's like two and a half weeks away. Really? All wrapped under the tree. The Christmas pumpkin bread we bake every year. We did 30 loaves this weekend. They're all delivered. Yep. Well, you didn't deliver mine. Well, I mean, we knew you were going to be here in a couple days, so we handed it to you. I appreciate it. We are as ready for Christmas as my wife says we are. (laughs) Because. She's amazing, and she just does everything every year, and she's amazing. You know what the thing that always sneaks up on both of us is? It's sort of like, oh, we didn't do a Christmas podcast episode <laughs> by the time this comes <laughs> out, and we already have the next one planned. It's just, we just got to give up on the holiday yeah, I, shit. I, I, I feel we like, just well, and what do you it. do for a Christmas episode new it's every the, year? Yeah, it's that's true. Thing. We right. already did do a holiday one that right. covered all of them. So right. go and listen And this to one, that. this is a special one we've had planned for a while now because yes. this is part two. Of raising adults. Raising adults. And we have a financial expert with us. Yes. One of the things we don't think about a lot of the times is financial literacy and kind of understanding how the world works so that when our teenagers get out in the world in certain situations, they don't panic and clam up and freeze. Yeah. So we have a really cool guest with us today. We have Charla McKinley, finance expert, and she has created something really, really cool. Um, hi, Charla. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> Thanks well. for having me. Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and what you've created? Sure. So uh, I'm Charla McKinley. I am a wife and a mom. I've got a 19-year-old son who is a freshman in college and a 14-year-old daughter who is a freshman in high school. Okay. So <laughs> that keeps me um, busy but it's, you know, it's just very different. These seasons are are very different. And um, having one gone and just one remains is so odd. Um, oh, yeah. I, I also, bet that would be. Having know, one yeah. out no, in the world is, and one at home. It's probably it is weird. Yeah. Because you, you think of them both still as like the same children or is one the adults? You know, the- here's the thing. Uh, I I coined this term, my son's name is Jack, and I coined this term future Jack for him a while back, I don't know, probably in early middle school. And I was like, hey, you know, future Jack really needs you to study for this exam. Future Jack really needs, you know, like that. So we've been talking about future Jack for a long time. You know, he'll. uh, Because I do that with my daughter. Yeah, no, it's really great because I actually, um, I was sitting in a seminar. It was actually a life insurance seminar, a little bit dull. Um, I probably was only half listening when this guy said, um, the reason we don't save uh, as humans, as adults, we don't save money for 
you know, retirement or for the future is because we've, it's like saving money for a stranger. We don't know the future. We don't know future us. And so who wants to give future us any money when current us needs so much money? Right. And so in that moment, I perked up because I really felt like that's exactly what Mm -hmm. my son's problem was. You know, he wouldn't study for a test because he didn't know that future Jack was going to want a good grade for his GPA, for college, whatever, you know. And so I began to sort of shift the way that I spoke to him in in those terms to kind of illuminate his future and talk in terms of the future that is very real and, you know, and going to be so much fun and so many opportunities. That's really smart. And that's kind of tough because, you know, as as parents, you don't really want to talk about the day that your kid's going to be gone, you know, but... I just felt like if I didn't, then my son was just going to wake up one day and I was going to have expectations of him, you know, being capable and responsible and ready. And he was not going to be ready. So we 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 shifted pretty, pretty substantially. And we talked about future Jack. So all that to say the kid that I am dealing with now that is 10 hours away from me by car. Um, it's like, it, that's future Jack, you know? And yeah. it's almost like, Hey, this is you. I've been waiting for you. You know, like <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's exciting more than it is sad. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, my daughter, it's so weird. My, my son goes to a, a college that has, um, you know, professional, I'm not professional, but like big time sports. So it's on, it's on TV. So my, my husband and I are sitting there. We're like, Oh, scan the crowd, scan the crowd. Do you see Jack? Do you see Jack? And this is really dorky parenting that should be done in private. But here's my daughter. And she's just looking at us like you two are complete losers. And, and she's right. But there's just something about like, knowing that somewhere on the planet is your child and you are not there. Like that is just, it's a freaky feeling. So, yeah. So you've created this website beyond personal finance. Can you kind of describe to us what this is? Cause I, I I, I feel like at first glance it, I feel like it's a lot deeper once you start talking about it than at first glance. Cause at first glance, I just think it's a personal finance class. My daughter's going to say, no way, dad, this is stupid and homework and I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> That's it's right. different. That's right. Of course. Well, you know, uh, my journey began in again, trying to introduce Jack to future Jack. And he, he just, he was not listening to, I have a financial background. So, you know, we were all, always talking about money. We were always, you know, here's coupons. Look how much I'm saving. Can you calculate how much I'm going to get back? Oh, let's take the savings and go do something cool. Like I would really, (laughs) I was, I was nailing the lessons, right? I mean, it was, I was, yeah, it was super. (laughs) And my son was like, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then 
when it came time to let him practice, I'm a firm believer that kids need to practice with money, using money. Money is a uh, is an instrument. You know, you wouldn't lecture someone into uh, playing the piano. <laughs> so they've actually got to touch it, use it, etc. We can talk about that in a little bit. But so as part of this, I've given Jack. He wasn't very into toys or anything like that. But uh, what he was really into was food. Oh, really? And uh huh, which I'm into as well. So that uh, makes a lot of sense. And we would have, we go out to eat a lot and we would inevitably start each meal with my son asking for the hand squeeze lemonade or, you know, the one that you pound back and there's no refills and yeah. it's done and he wants another one. And now we're arguing again and he's not being grateful for the generosity. He's mad because I'm not getting him too. Right. So mm -hmm. that was kind of, what happened in middle school. And so I said, all right, forget this. I'm going to give you money and I'm going to let you pay for your own food. So it's still my money. And I'm, you know, but instead I'm going to sit right here at a restaurant. We're going to split our checks, you know, and yeah. you're going to learn how to tip. You're going to learn how to order and you're going to learn how to choose off the menu. And you're going to learn how to be wise and maybe split a meal sometimes when you're running low on cash or all this stuff. Right. So that was my big idea. And I thought again, brilliant, right? And my son, you know, it was it went fine. There was a lot of gratitude that he did learn. But one day we were standing in line at um, uh, Chipotle. They had one dollar burritos on Halloween if you wore a costume. Yeah. So our family got dressed up in some makeshift costumes and we all trucked in to get our one dollar burritos. And my son said, oh, yeah, you know, he's in line with all the other people in a costume. And he's like, mm, you know, this doesn't sound very good to me. I'm going to go on over to Panera. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, but, but this is a $1, $1. burrito. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it just doesn't sound good. I'm like, no, no, it's, it's like a $10 salad. Okay. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, okay. Future Jack is going to need that $9, yep. you know? And, and he just, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to have plenty of money. I'm gonna have plenty of money. And he was always, he just didn't believe me. So what I did is I took the game of life as my inspiration, but it's so wildly inaccurate that we can hardly get through it without lecture, me lecturing. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> the pink peg is going to cost a lot of money. You know, like every time something happened, I had to stop it and say, no, actually they went. So I took the game of life and actual sound financial principles and created this 20 lesson journey of future Jack from age 22 to 42, where he got to pick where he was going to go to college, what his career was going to be. If he picked a college that was more expensive than I was willing to pay for, he had student loan debt. And then he had to pick a car and an apartment. And we journeyed through and he created these 20 budgets for his life. And he began to see, oh my gosh, not only do I need the $9 from the burrito, I need a <laughs> lot more. You know, we got to the house down payment. He he couldn't believe. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's a I lot mean, of $1 burritos. It's a lot. Yeah. And so that class was so impactful. I really didn't intend for it to, you know, go beyond the walls of, of our house. Um but it really opened his eyes and the eyes of the friends that that took the class with him. I thought it'd be fun to do it in a group. And so I kind of 
have launched it and into the world. And it is an experience that uh, groups or people do by themselves. I teach it live also. So it's just an opportunity for kids to see their future and make some, you know, I'm, I wasted a lot of money in my 20s. And the students that take my class, they get to waste the money in the 20s. They get to make bad choices. They get to get a car that they wish they didn't have or uh, choose a college with high student loans. You know, they get to make some choices and they see, oh, uh-oh. And it's, you know, it's fake money, right? Yeah. So they've, they know now why we as parents are, are talking about, you know, get good grades so you can get a scholarship or, you know, buy a used car because, you know, depreciation. They, it, instead of them just being words, they saw it on paper. And for teenagers, that's, it matters because the whole time you're talking, they're in there just thinking, this didn't apply to me. This, you know, these people are old. This is me. I'm different. I'm unique, blah, 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 whatever. And so this curriculum it gives them the, there, there's no arguing. It's like, well, and you know, when we get to 42, I always ask the students, um, hey, you're halfway to retirement. Here's how much money you should have. How much money do you have? Did you, you know, are you, are you on pace to do it? And so there's no one really that they can get mad at except themselves, right. you know, and so that's what it is. That's, that's, awesome. that's the class in a nutshell. I hope it makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like gamifying the real world. Exactly. Exactly. But in a way, I feel like so many times we either lecture our kids, you know, like we're talking over their heads and not explaining to them why they need to invest or, you know, why they need passive income or whatever. Or we're talking down. Pretend you have a lemonade stand mm -hmm. and you have cups and sugar, you know, it's like yeah. there's got to be something in the middle that helps them. It's still, you know, they're still young and they still need to learn sort of the basics, but not in a way that's really kiddie and, and immature. They want to be talked to like they're adults. Yeah, my, I'm trying to remember how old my daughter was. I think she was like seven and she wanted to start a business making like custom jewelry. I remember that. You remember that? Yeah. And like... I'm a graphic designer by trade, so I made, like, a whole brand identity for her. Yeah, it was cute. We, like, came up with, like, a marketing plan, and we sat down and went through all the fine details of th this is where you have to source your materials. You need to pay yourself. You need to pay your parents <laughs> for the loan that you get for the materials you need. We went over this big old plan, and at the end of it, she was just like, yeah, that's not for me. <laughs> and moved on but she was really excited about the whole thing she might not have understood everything yeah but at seven or eight she was all about it that's cool um yeah. what what age do you recommend they can start actually looking at their future and financing and car payments and actually start understanding that sure um you know a, a lot of times because the car payment you know, any any time you're talking about interest and, you know, credit cards and, um, you know, car loans or house loans, anything like that, it's really best for them to probably be, depending on, you know, their, their skill with numbers, um, you know, middle school to early high school, um, they can begin to grasp, 
just how fast money goes, mm -hmm. how easy it is to, you know, to waste it and how hard it is to get it back. Um, and, and so the best thing to teach them that is by having them work, you know, where they have to actually earn the money. I mean, they, they see, yeah. you know, it's like, golly, I worked two weeks and this is what I have. And the, it's like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely I would say that the, your words around, you know, being wise with money will be, will hit home harder if they have actually had an opportunity to earn money and they understand you know, how hard it is to come by and the effort involved. Um, but, but really, you know, a lot of times it's so hard to start teaching kids, teenagers um, in those years where they're either super busy with school mm -hmm. or they're super busy with their friends or they, you know, they're working or they've just got a lot going on. So I try to, uh, I tell parents, the sooner you can introduce the concept of money and really any of these adulting type lessons, you know, um, who wants to teach their 16 year old how to do laundry? I mean, no way mm. when you could teach a 10 year old, you know, they can do it. And there's not as nearly as much arguing and pushback. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> right. So I really try to advise parents to just begin these lessons way before you think you should, because, you know, we all think we have 18 years, but that time flies by. And those last four years are a blur and they really, you're not the center of their universe anymore. And it is harder to get through um, what you might need to get through. So I would advise early, um, I'd put money in the kids' hands um, you know, early just to let them practice and use it and, 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 you know, become comfortable with it and familiar with it. But I, you know, I don't, when you give them money to teach, you know, to truly teach them the tool of yeah. using money, they have to have a constraint because that's just how money works. Right. right. Is so just giving them money and letting them spend it as they wish is is not really realistic. And what we're trying to do, like you said, is raise adults. And so what you want to do is give them money, but then give them something that they have responsibility to purchase with that money. Okay. So that they begin to see, oh, wait a minute. So I'm getting this and now I'm no longer going to ask mom or dad for that, I'm going to have to buy that myself. Like my son was huge into candy. He was always, when he was younger, you know, can we get some candy? Can we get some candy? And that's, I was just like, okay, from now on, you are responsible for your candy. And, you know, I gave him, I don't know, one or $2 a week or something like yeah. that, you know, just, and then he, he didn't ask me for candy anymore. And it was great because I, it also taught him responsibility because he would, we'd be at the store. Um, can I get this candy? And I'd go, yeah. Yeah. You got money. And he'd go, when he'd go, well, I need money. I was like, oh, you have money. Oh, I didn't bring it. Oh, bummer. Yeah. You know, I mean, my son, he will go nowhere 
without his wallet these days because he knows. Yeah, we did the um, same with my daughter. And yeah, she won't leave the house without it because <laughs> she gets an allowance. And I say, you've got money saved up. And she'll, it's funny because she has money saved up and she'll do that stop and think like, if it's dad's money, I'll buy this. I'll buy this right now. But if this is my <laughs> money, I, I do not need it. Suddenly I don't want it yeah. as much anymore. That's exactly right. And that so often parents ask me about, you know, how to raise a grateful child. And I mean, that's it right there is when, you know, my son in that hand squeeze lemonade, when I had him buy his own lemonade, you know, when, when he was responsible for deciding what he was going to, any money he saved by splitting a meal or getting something cheaper, he got to keep. You already know he was eating off the kids menu. He was sharing <laughs> stuff, whatever. He would never buy a hand squeezed lemonade. But every now and then on a special occasion or a birthday or he did something good in school or we were celebrating whatever, I'd go, hey, Jack, I'm happy to get you the hand squeezed lemonade. And you would have thought he was in the desert and I handed him. Oh, <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Oh my gosh, mom. That's really nice. That's really. Mom, <laughs> I've had a tough week. School's been just a bear. I really needed exactly. this drink. <laughs> exactly. And that, I mean, you know, we went from him being angry because he couldn't have multiple hand squeezed lemonades to him just falling at my feet. Thankful. Oh, thank you for buying me this. That is so great. And that's, you know, that's gratitude. But yeah. it only comes when when you relieve them of a responsibility that they have. You know, the time where, you know, you you spring for something that they wouldn't ordinarily do or that's where gratitude comes. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a good idea because my my stepdaughter will sometimes like we were going out for my husband's birthday about a month ago. And we were on their way to the restaurant. She's like, I know, I already know what I'm getting. And we're like, oh, what are you going to get? And it's it's between fancy and not fancy. Like, it's not like a steakhouse or anything. But she's like, I'm going to get the filet mignon. <laughs> and it's like the most expensive plate <laughs> on the menu. And my husband's like, no, you're not nope. actually. And I was like, it's it's fine. We haven't gone out to eat in like two months, like COVID, you know, let's it's fine this time. Um, but if we would have just said like your limits, like $25, but if you want the extra, bring your wallet and just pay us the difference. Like that's a great idea. Yeah. Cause that's then right. she could do it whatever she wanted. And then it's not a, you can't have that. It's a sure you can have whatever you want. You're just going to pay for it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's letting money be the bad guy. Yeah. Because, Money is the bad guy, right? I mean, that's that's it's it's all of our tension is, you know, I mean, do you think we just love to work? I mean, come on. So that's it allows you to say yes. Yes. Do you have the money? Oh, great. Get it. Oh, you spent the money. Oh, bummer. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So, so you kind of let life teach them to start saving versus like, well, you got paid an allowance, so we're going to put 20% in the bank. Like, do you dictate that or do you just say you can save whatever you want? But if you don't save anything, you don't have anything for later. Right. Well, I, I do give boundaries. Um, I, what I say, and you know, I do not love 
part of uh, the language shift that I did is I don't say savings anymore. I say future spending because he's going to spend it. This is your money. No one's taking it from you. No one, you know, it's just that future Jack is going to, is going to spend it. You, you know, oh, you absolutely get to spend that money. It's going to be perfect your freshman year of college, you know, that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. um, what I do is, and this varies by age, you know, because in the beginning, it's got to be very, very simple, you know, three little jars, you know, you keep some, you save some, you give some, that whole thing. But then as they grow up and depending on the amount of energy that you want to put into this, because it it can be a lot sort of requiring them to purchase things. It, It requires some discipline so that, you know, just like Cody was saying, if you didn't bring your wallet, I'm not buying it for you, that, that kind of thing. But I would have my son, he got to keep 20% and do whatever he wanted to. 70% was future Jack savings. And then 10% he gave to charity. And the 70%, we would talk through about what those kinds of things were. Like sometimes he loves those Lego ships and those are a fortune. I mean, you really, it's, it's insane how expensive those things are. So part of his 70%, we would talk about, well, I'm saving right now for a Lego ship mm. kind of a thing. So that's, so the 20%, he could get candy. He could just blow it, whatever he wanted. But the 70 would would pile up for not only Lego ships, but also for the next thing. I I would have him, um, he had to pay for things that he lost, um, water bottles or lunch boxes, stuff like that. Um, and That's then he idea. had, yeah. And, it, you know, it made him a lot more responsible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you better believe. <laughs> um, and the same, like Cody was saying, you know, it is stunning how much less they need when it's their money instead of yours. So, you know, I also gave him a budget for school supplies and school clothes. And, you know, he didn't need the fanciest pens that he needed the year before, you know, (laughs) he just, he started and, and it allowed me the ability to treat him worse versus if I gave him everything, then he just, it was like the cookie monster, you know, it's like he couldn't get enough. But if it's, if he had to buy his school clothes or his school supplies, then when it came, when I was particularly proud of him or it was a thing or a moment, I could treat him with something and he was just so grateful for it. Right. Cause he understands the time cost, the money cost and the future cost. That's right. Exactly. So, you know, I had him do things like he had to pay for um, for the high school dances and stuff like that, you know. Um, and, and, and sometimes it's not even about him having to pay for it all because some of these things were more expensive than he had. But I, I knew how much he had, right? Yeah. I mean, I was paying attention. Part of the lesson was him having to, uh, you know, calculated and, and, and put it in a form. So he knew how much he had. And so if 
he lost something that was particularly expensive and he had the right attitude about the loss, like he was correctly devastated, you know, then I could say, hey, um, if you will pay half, I will pay half. You know, like you don't Mm -hmm. always have to make them pay for every single thing, but they need to understand that they are responsible for themselves. Right. And it's true in money and it's just true in 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 life. We've got to stop waking our kids up or cutting our kids meat or doing stuff that <laughs> they can do themselves if we just stop and slow down a minute and and just think, okay, wait a minute. How can I teach them that they need to take care of themselves and I'm here to show them how not to do it for them. So, so that there's, there's a problem. There's a problem I see there. A lot of adults with children like myself, we didn't learn financial literacy at all. Like, like I had, I had parents that didn't teach us about saving. We never spoke about college cause that wasn't a possibility. So growing up as an adult, I had to make every single mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do parents have to understand finance to be able to help their their children and and use your program? Yeah, they definitely do, do not to use my program. What's so great about my program is that it's really not, you know, I'm not getting into the different investment vehicles and, you know, we're, (laughs) we don't talk about cryptocurrency or, you know, anything like that. It's way more about, Hey, if you put your money in the stock market in an, in a responsible way, it will grow versus if you put it in a savings account, it will not grow. And then because they're doing their budget, they can see that savings grow and they go, oh, now my money is making money. And it's like, yep, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And so this program is not designed to make financial wizards out of anyone. It's more about making them understand why making wise financial choices is so important that, you know, the choices you make at 22 determine the choices you get to make at 30. And you just, you don't even think about it. And, you know, by the time you realize you want to buy a house, how are you going to save up all that money for the down payment? So it's, it's more about sort of life lessons. Like for example, in the third lesson, they buy their first car. And so I teach on a video. Um, it's a, it's a self-paced program. I teach on the video about depreciation and leasing versus buying and how important it is to buy a used car versus a new. I'll teach all that. But then I'll tell the parents, because I have a little video for the parent to watch. Yeah. It's like five minutes. And I say, hey, talk to your kid. Ask them about what car do they buy? Now they had an opportunity, they had money, and they they had an opportunity to buy a car. Ask them what it was. Why did they choose that car? Did they have enough cash or did they have to have a loan? You know, because at this point, they're three years in with a budget. And yeah. Yeah, they, and so 
and these are things that parents can easily talk to their kids about because it's it's just life lessons. It's not so much about, you know, like I don't I just I know I mean, these are kids who are going to be in middle school or early high school taking this class. Like I know they're not going to remember necessarily how to calculate right. an amortization table. We do that in the class. It's not all that complicated, but it's way more about, oh, I remember in the beginning of a loan, you pay a lot more interest because the interest is based on the balance. And the higher the balance, the more interest. Like that's all I need them to know. The rest, they can pick up, you know, later down the road. Yeah. So what was that website again, if they want to find yeah, it? Yeah, this is really cool. And I think I think people should definitely check it out. Because um, yeah. I'm going through the whole website here. And I, th- I think this is something that my daughter needs to do. So <laughs> where where can we send people to check sure. out? Sure. So the website is uh, beyondpersonalfinance.com. And you can, you know, see there, uh, I've got examples of what it is. You can even reach out to me if you've got specific questions. Um, I like to do it. Uh, I like to encourage people to do it in a, in a group, you know, a, a, a few teenagers at a time because uh, they get married. And so, you know, they'll each pick spouses and they, you know, that's kind of fun. And then they, uh, after they get married, uh, I have everyone have one child. And then after that, it's a random number generator to see if they have uh, another child. <laughs> so every single year after they get married, <laughs> there's a chance for them to have another child. And so that's always a lot of fun because the tension of it all. Um, <laughs> and then I also have, so not only it's again, trying to gamify it. So not only does something happen to them like, okay, it's time to pick your car, look at your budget, blah, blah, blah. But then there is a, another, uh, it's it's a wheel, it's a plot twist, I call it plot twist. And these are random things that happen to adults. Your baby pooped on the couch. Trying to keep it lighthearted, but also where it's real so that they they feel honored and, and heard and not talked down to. You can choose the life that you want to live. You just, you can have what you want. You just can't have everything. You know, it's a trade-off. And that's what I want kids to learn is to wake up and start realizing how important their choices are. Yeah, it's really important. Yeah, I think that's good to look at at this age too. Yeah, so um, everyone check out the website, beyondpersonalfinance.com. And, uh, you know, we'll put, we'll put all the links and stuff in the show notes so you can check it out and, uh, and look at it. And I think Charlie, you said that you had a, you had something for our listeners. Yeah, I do. Uh, I will send, um, a, you know, just my overview of my philosophy on allowance. Um, so that, you know, if, if folks want to, um, start putting some money in their hands of the kids, I will, um, I've got some ideas on, you know, what to require them to purchase with that money so that it's not just a handout. It's not just free money. It it comes with um, a responsibility. So I'll I'll definitely send that along as well. That sounds fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, I think, I think our listeners have a lot to, uh, 
a lot to kind of write down. I saw Jen taking vigorous notes and yeah. I was taking vigorous notes. Um, so yeah, we thank you for, for being on the show and everyone check out her website and we'll make sure that, that uh, that PDF is in the show notes. Yeah. It sounds thanks. good. Well, thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Thank thanks. you so much. See you. All right. Bye everybody. Bye. Well, that was pretty enlightening. Yeah. I'm not the best with finance stuff. Yeah. I mean, as you probably know, I have many hobbies and those <laughs> hobbies siphon a lot of monies away. Yeah. I think little stuff too when preparing kids to be grown ups, which we'll probably get more into on the next part, which is just gonna be me and you. Yeah. It's not gonna be a guest on the next one. Um, but like we let my three year old order her own food at restaurants. Yeah. Like we obviously make sure it's not just pancakes and chocolate milk or something. But we say, what do you want? And then we say, okay, tell the waitress and make sure you say please. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so we we teach them young. She can cut her own pancakes. You want to know a hard one that what? I didn't think would be hard? And it totally like came up random one day is teaching Aubrey that she can send food back at a restaurant. Oh. Because she, I, I can't remember yeah, where Yeah, Lily where would we probably were. rather die. She would Yeah, we that. were like downtown somewhere. Um, I think we're at like a like a new Mexican place was downtown and she ordered like cheese quesadillas and her quesadillas came with pork on them oh. and she's just quiet and like <laughs> picking around it. And I was like, Boogie, what's wrong? And she's like, this isn't what I ordered. And I was like, Aubrey, we're paying for it. Yeah. You can get it correct. And she was all red in the face. <laughs> we got the, you know, waiter. Hey, this isn't what she, Oh, well, I'm so sorry. And they brought it out and apologized to her. Yeah. But she, she was just like, I'm a kid and I just had to deal with this. <laughs> That's good, though. A weird one for me was we were uh, going to Bear Lake on a little weekend trip. And Lily said she had to pee at the gas station. And we're like, hey, Steve's getting gas. I'm situating Finley. You run in. And she's like, I'd rather just hold it. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, like just go use the bathroom. There's a toilet, and she's away. like, "Well, don't you have to go?" And I said, "Yeah, but we all can't go at the same time. Me and your dad are busy right now, so we all three can't leave the three-year-old in the car by herself in the parking lot." Um, I'll and just pee my pants. And she's like, "I'll just wait." And I was like, "I really think that this is something that you need to do. It's up to you, but I, I think this is something you should do." Yeah, it's either this. And I walked away. Or you pee on the side of the road, yeah. on the freeway. <laughs> so so she went, and I said, good job. You know, I was very nice. But I said, do you know why me and your dad are kind of pushing you more about stuff like this? Because she went into a store recently by herself. And oh. it was, like, nearly, like, he was, it was at the mall. He was yeah. literally across at another store right there, like, within eyesight. But I told her, do you know why we're pushing you to, like, go into the bathroom by yourself and things like this? And she said... Cause you don't want me to be shy. And I said, no, you're going to be 16 in a few years and you're going to, you're going to be driving around and yeah. you're going to have to go in and use the bathroom. You're going to have to go and pick up your little sister, it, some milk. It like might you're, be midnight and you got to pee. Yeah. Where are you going to go? Yeah. And you're going to have to talk to people and, and there's going to be a scary guy at the counter that smells horribly and looks at you weird and you just go to the bathroom and you leave and you're good. So anyway, um, I'd like to apologize to our listeners because I went like two months without updating the website. 
So it's all updated now and the episodes are on there. Obviously our episodes were still wherever you get your podcast, but if you went directly to our website, it was a little bit lagging. I get my podcast at Costco. Ah, I get them you bulk. get like a bulk discount. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. I need to try that. I mean, sometime. half of them are just garbage, but there's like two <laughs> that are really good. So do you have any uh, segments? Um, I have a funny story about my daughter and her period. Nice. Right. Which, of course, like, oh, I'm a dad. I have a funny story about periods. <laughs> but she's she's taking these, like, classes at school. She's I can't remember what they call it now, but we call it home ec. They, I think they call it FACS, F-A-C-S, like family and cooking skills. Huh. That might be it. I don't know. Good but job. They have, like, a cooking segment, child raising segment, and a sewing segment. And she's really wanted to learn to soak so she can do her cosplay. So I picked her up from school the other day and she's like, Dad, check this out. And she had sewn like a like a microwave rice bag, heat heaty bag, whatever. Nice. Warming bag. What do you call those? Bean rice, bag. Rice pack. Bean bag. Heat pack. Bean pack. A bean pack. Bean pouch? I don't know. And she like shows it to me and it's like perfect. Like perfect straight lines, great spacing. And I was like, How are you this amazing? She's like, Dad, get I got a hundred on it. It's nice. awesome. She goes, and I'm really excited because I'm going to start my period in a couple of days. I'm going to use my heat pack for my cramps. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was like, okay. <laughs> well, I didn't talk to Mikkel. I guess Aubrey didn't show her. <laughs> We're like hanging out at the house and all of a sudden you say, Aubrey walked to the microwave with her heat pack. <laughs> you got cramps going <laughs> No. And I went, yay, period. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I get to use my rice pack. She's like, oh, mom, check this out. And then five minutes later, she's on the couch and she's like doubled over. <laughs> like, yay, period. And she just glared at me. Thumbs I was up. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's funny because she was so excited, but she totally forgot that it just sucks. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least she had her heat pack. Yeah, her her bean pod pack, rice. Her rice bean. Rice beans. Um, so I, I've been sick. I've had this stupid. I I was tested for flu, strep, COVID. It's none I, of it. I, I think you call it the twenty twenty one cold. Because oh, it's it is a sucks. beast. Yeah, I'm still congested. It's been like two weeks. It's ridiculous. So anyway, I didn't want to go visit my mother in law because she old. And I don't want to get whatever this is. She doesn't need it. So Steve was going to, Steve was taking the girls. I had my headphones on and I was cleaning and I was listening to this book. And it's uh, by um, John Mailerman, Josh Mailerman. Bird Jimmy. Box author. Birchbox? John, Bird Box. Bird Box from Art Netflix box? with Sandra Bullock and the blindfold Bird Box. Oh, Sandra Bird Box. Yeah. So that author. Um, he wrote, (laughs) he wrote this creepy book and the premise sounds weird when you hear it, but when you're listening to it, it's creepy as fuck. It's about a pig that Mm -hmm. like you can hear it in your head and he tells you to do creepy. How do you know it's a pig? Go kill. It's, it's a pig in a barn and you see it. Oh, okay. So it's not just like, like come here, Cody. And you go up to him and he's like kill him and and there's an axe and there's another pig over there and he's just like just kill him and he and he like puts the idea in your head that you like, want to hey, kill that pig we're gonna share the bacon <laughs> all right so i was listening to this creepy book and 
this cops on the way to the barn because this girl's in trouble there and he starts this is totally inappropriate so if you if you have kids in the room or you don't want to hear about pervert stuff stop listening so anyway he's talking about like I can't believe I have to go to the stupid farm and see this like 18 year old girl there and she's probably just on drugs and she's talking about some fucking pig talking to her she's crazy but at least maybe I can fantasize about this later and I can masturbate to it and he starts going off (laughs) he starts going off on this masturbation fantasy and my audio cuts off and sometimes when you're listening to it it just closes the app I don't know why and I have to reopen it it's really annoying I was carrying something down the stairs I finally get to it and I realized that Steve had started the car with the girls in it and the bluetooth snagged it from my phone and started broadcasting about the cop's penis to the girls and Steve's like what don't listen and hurry and shut it off and as it came back on I was like oh fuck like I knew what had happened and I texted him and I was like did you hear my book and he's like everyone heard your book and I was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry and he's like what the fuck are you listening to like it was so embarrassing didn't talk about it to the girls when they got home. It's one of those things that's like, we're just not going to discuss I, this. I did, I did that with, I was telling, <laughs> I went to, I went to text Jen a story. Oh uh, yeah. It was like, it was like a very personal story about someone I'm close with. It wasn't about masturbating though. It was <laughs> not about masturbating. That. It wasn't, it wasn't like that, but it was like, it was like some drama. Yeah. Some it was emotional. Stuff. Yeah. And I had, I had sent Aubrey a message in chats where it's like, Hey, I'll be there to pick you up at 255. It's cool, whatever. And then I'm like driving and I like start like voice dictating. And I think I'm like dictating to Jen. I'm like, all right, here's the thing. I'm going <laughs> to, me- and I, I'm going for like 15 minutes in like message sent, 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 sent. Then all of a sudden my daughter just goes, okay. <laughs> I was like, shit, sorry, bug. Well, you're old enough to know. Um, Anyways, there's some family drama. Here there's some go. family drama. Uh, <laughs> do you have any Enjoy. questions? <laughs> no. Oh, See, okay. as knowing doing this podcast, that's the correct response. So congratulations. I should have asked my 12 year old at least. Do you, did you have any questions about the masturbating? <laughs> about masturbating the, penises the, and pigs. But I was just like, <laughs> not today. Just, like, act like it to, never yes, happens. it's one of those. Where well, and gonna, it's also one of those where it's like. Maybe if you just don't address it, They'll maybe it happens so it quick so weird. and such weird words. Exactly. Right? I don't know. Maybe it was Arabic. They don't know. Yeah. Maybe or maybe they were Arabic giggling in the back seat, Santa not paying Claus. attention. Or maybe they were like, Dad, what, what was he saying? Dad, can you rewind that? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was mortifying. <laughs> so is that your worst? Yeah. It that's should be. Just it absolutely should be. The worst. Yeah. yeah. What's your best? <laughs> Not that. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Probably that I'm. I'm. You don't have to have a best. I, I think don't I, have one. <laughs> I think that's like an unwritten rule that we never spoke about. Oh, I have one, but it's my husband's. And Still, it's amazing. He doesn't do a podcast. He's not going to use it. I know, but yeah, yeah, it was my idea. Um, yeah, I'll just edit this. So we were talking about wrapping the kids' presents, and he's like, why don't we just do one in one wrapping paper and one in the other? And then we know just by looking under the and tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they know because yeah. Lily picked it out. But 
um, I went to start writing the labels and I have the worst handwriting ever. You know, it's so bad, dude. Like this is nice. I can me. read it, but it's like, this is the normal. I can read that. Well, that's good. So <laughs> I, I will write you a message and you won't know which way is up. So anyway, he was like, we don't have to label any of them. We just look at them. And I was like, holy shit, why did we do this three years ago? This is amazing. That will backfire at some point. Well, See, only if you have an asshole kid like Cody that opens all of his not brothers just a and Cody, sisters. But a Cody's sister and a Cody's brother. Well, that's just bad parenting. My mom point. thought my mom thought that she was going to be really clever, and oh, the kids can't stoop in their presence because I'm going to color code them with little sticker dots. Yeah, you had that one on the podcast. Actually. We just yeah, we just happened to op- we just open one of each color and go. Oh, that's what I had on my list. That's what I had. All right, <laughs> let's go. You guys were assholes. Yeah, I've gotten over that over the past year or two. Being an asshole. No, not that. Just oh. snooping in presence. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I've just barely. That. Um, <laughs> honest, like, to be honest with you, like, I used to, like, try to, like, figure, like, I really used to try to figure it out, like, every year for, but like, But then you birthday, realized it Christmas. ruins it for everybody. And yeah. And you were being an asshole? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> good <Yeah>. job. And <laughs> High five. Now I'm just like, you know, I'll just be disappointed by whatever they get and I'll just let myself go all later. <laughs> See, there's the asshole part. That's not gone, but I don't worry about what's But in now the you're not ruining it for them. Exactly. So good job. Yep. Good job. Less of an asshole is always the goal. So I'm just an asshole to myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm, That's fine I'm with that. I'm actually okay with Everyone's that. Everyone's fine, totally yeah. fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. So my what next is. Um, to, to like not make sure my Bluetooth, I don't like, it's so hard to remember that. I have, when do my kids and my husband leave without me? How often, that hardly ever, and I'm supposed to remember the next time. And I listen to some smutty ass shit. Like, why let's be honest. Why don't you go into your car and turn off auto connect? Oh, can you, every fucking time and I have to manually connect it? On your phone only. That's so annoying. It's, it, I'd oh rather my. my kids listen to masturbating cops. <laughs> don't even have to unlock it like this swipe down hold on okay down. that was more than three seconds oh now you have to unlock it holy shit oh, oh. it's still not done <laughs> it's too long You're right there and then you pick it yep that was too long i just like to get in and hit play yeah but you got kids yo you got kids so the the real goal here is to get rid of the kids <laughs> well you gotta raise them and you try not to like like ruin them by listening to your fire stations (laughs) it's called pearl if anyone's curious pearl dick it's like literally the only part in the book that is a pearl part when you're playing video games as a kid and they come in at like the only sexy part yeah and you're like this is a racing game i swear i was killing everyone there should have been no sex in this and somehow both cars are doing it What's your worst? Um, you don't have to have one, Cody. You don't. You could just be perfect. Like, like my worst is just personal and just health related. Yeah, my but bad. you can't help any of that. It's my not bad. like you're fucked. Are you doing too much? Because you can help that. But other than that, but the thing is, is like me doing too much. Is like me doing the like bare living. minimum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like I bent over to pull up my pants, and now my back hurts. 
yeah. and like, cause like the other day, Mikkel had to help me like get undressed cause I couldn't, I'd been working out. So. I mean, did she have to or was it baby? I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't bend over. So my best is my dad came down to visit. Mm-hmm. He called me up and he's like, Hey, um, down your way for a little bit. You know, I'm going to spend a couple of days, you know, down here where my brothers are. And then I want to come spend a couple of days at your place. Great. That's awesome. We don't have a place for you because our house is wrecked, but we've got a mattress. We'll put it in the living room. You got a spot. And I was like, what do you want to do? Cause I'm off work for a little while. What do you want to do? And he's like, I don't know. And I said, look, it'd be a huge help if you could help me fix our built-in shelves in the living room upstairs because the previous owner did one side of a fireplace and then the other side didn't. (laughs) And so I was like... Who needs symmetry? (laughs) I was like, I don't know how to do this stuff. I've got every tool we need out in my shop. Mm -hmm. We don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. And there's no time limit. Nice. And he was like, cool, let's do it. And so we spent two or three days just taking our time and we had a blast. That's awesome. Like laughing all the time. He didn't have to talk about any drama on his side. I have to talk about it. We just kind of hung out, built this thing. And now it's like this cool memory that I always have attached to this house is my dad and I building this built in and putting it in and stuff. It was just it was really cool. That's awesome. It was really cool. That's great. Because that like, you're close to your dad. Yeah. Because like. You don't realize that, like, I might not have many opportunities to do something like that. Yeah. You know? And, like, I, I, I think being a father and a son and doing that and realizing that, like, wow, we, we have so many of those moments left with Aubrey. Like, like the firsts aren't done. There's still tons of firsts Oh, to yeah. Yeah. But it was really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What's next? Um, I don't know, man. Find a new job. Fix my back. Nice. Lofty goals. Buy a Ferrari. Very lofty. You better uh, do the the beyond personal finance if you're going to be buying It's a used Ferrari. Ferrari. Okay. So I listened. All right. Good it's job. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's all I got. Cool. Well, if you'd like to check out Beyond Personal Finance, the link is in the show notes. You can click there and check out everything Charla had to say. Or you can just type it on Google. Yeah, just Google that stuff. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions for the show, you can email us at... Hello at unqualifiedparenting.com and our handle on Instagram is at unqualifiedparenting. Yeah, um, I think that does it for us. We'll have a show after the holidays. Yeah. So until then... Good luck. And you have survived another fortnight of parenting. Bye, everybody. Bye. Unqualified Parenting is written, produced, edited, and hosted by Jennifer Jones and Cody Reese. With special thanks to our families and listeners for making each episode possible.